Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we're going to talk about something a little sensitive, and I am a little hesitant to talk about it, but I think it's worth having a conversation about. Given everything that's going on in the world right now, I think that it's appropriate to talk a little bit about the changing state of cybersecurity in times of war, and specifically how cybersecurity and cyber warfare is impacting everybody our daily lives, mom and pop, how we're taking and working in businesses, how we need to protect our businesses and the impacts that it's going to have going forward. I hope that most of you listening to this podcast haven't been dramatically affected by what's going on. My thoughts and prayers are going out to everybody caught in some of the different world conflicts, be it in the Ukraine, be it in Israel, I'm not trying to pick sides, not trying to go one way or the other, but there's no question that we're in a bit of a, a time of turmoil at the moment. And all of those different conflicts have a cyber warfare aspect to them. And so I thought that we would spend a few minutes taking and talking about that and some of those impacts. So first of all, Ken, talk to me a little bit about, from your perspective, how some of the latest cybersecurity, cyber warfare type things have impacted how businesses look at these conflicts and how they are preparing for these various wars that are going on. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I think that everyone needs to realize at this point that anytime there is a, a, a conflict, that that conflict is going to be accompanied by a cyber attack. Now, whether that's actually going to be a state-sponsored cyber attack, whether that's going to be just a bunch of, of people that, you know, are, are nationalists and, you know, strongly believe in their country and are going to back up their country in a uh, cyber attack, whatever uh, other country the they're at war with. It's, there's always going to be a component to that. Now, that can be stuff that is low level, simple, like just simple defacement of websites uh, in support of their country. Um, or that can be stuff as high level as, uh, and I'll use Ukraine as an example. Uh, one of the things that they've actually seen it in Ukraine was at one point there was a cyber attack against part of Ukraine's power grid, which knocked off the power to, I think it was over 200,000 people as part of the, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. So it's definitely something that people and businesses need to keep in mind, uh, especially if you're a, a ripe target for a cyber attack. So, for example, let's say you've got weak cybersecurity defenses on your website, you're going to be a prime target for a defacement attack. If you're a critical infrastructure, you're going to be a prime target for 
targeting your infrastructure. So it's something that businesses really need to to take into account anytime there's this kind of a conflict. More to the point, I think that it's worth mentioning that even if you think that you're not directly involved, you might be directly involved. And let me give you a simple example. As these bad actors are looking for places to find vulnerabilities, a lot of times they're just looking for places where they can store cycles, right? From either IoT devices or computer systems that are unsecured or networks and, and, and God forbid, a data center out there that is basically wide open. If they have the ability to install malware that can then be used for DDoS attacks or whatever have you, that can then be used to further a attack of whatever means that they choose. So that's kind of what I am concerned about too. You may think that you're doing everything right. You may think that what's going on in Israel, what's going on in the Ukraine, that doesn't really have any impact on me or my business, but you may be involved and you don't even know it. And that's, I, I've actually, in the last couple of weeks, since the stuff going on in Israel has happened, I've heard of a lot of different attacks going on that way. So I'm not throwing out a hypothetical that's pretend. I'm talking about something that is actually going on and, and actually might be impacting you right now. Well, what's really interesting, too, is there's actually now botnets as a service where a, a and basically independent group of hackers will compromise computer systems across the globe turn it into a botnet, and, and then rent that botnet out to whoever's willing to pay. So I, I've actually heard that, you know, in the case of the uh, current Israel uh, conflict, that there's been instances where a botnet has been used against Israeli uh, websites, and then the following week it gets used against uh, websites for Palestinians. So it, it's really uh, fascinating that, you know, the, they're actually monetizing the botnets the, the way that, you know, Microsoft or Google monetize selling uh, web hosting or email services. What a, you know, what, what a fascinating evolution in, in the malware uh, cycle that way. Yeah, I, I'm not going to applaud them on their entrepreneurial business ship. That's, that's not what we're saying here, but... It does speak to the ever-changing landscape in the security scape. In fact, I was talking with a colleague yesterday about how even since I started at EMA, how dramatically the landscape had changed just in, in how you deal with security people, the number of vendors that are out there, how those companies are interacting with each other, how you can't just be a security provider for your little on-prem situation anymore. You really got to be at least in a hybrid example and a lot of times in the cloud and be able to deal with that kind of infrastructure. So the world is shifting and as always, security professionals are the ones that are kind of in the front and center of it all playing catch up, but that's always going to be the case. So the other thing I wanted to mention too is I know just again from the thousands of friends that I have on LinkedIn, how it is radically impacting the cyber industry in Israel. And I know that there are plenty, plenty, plenty of people being called up for active duty. There's plenty of the Israeli security startup companies that are all past military. And some of them are literally shutting their doors right now as this engagement is going on because they're all being called up to active duty. I understand that. Again, my thoughts are with those folks. But I mention that because 
in the next coming weeks, days, months, when you are dealing with some of these companies, keep that in mind. They may be distracted. They may be taking and concentrating on other things, but there's a reason that the Israelis are some of the best in the world when it comes to cybersecurity to begin with. So you're going to see some interesting things happening. Ken, have you heard anything along those lines too? I have seen that for some of the businesses, it's business as normal. Um, you know, in fact, I've actually gotten a couple of emails now saying that, you know, they, they've intentionally designed their business, even though they're based out of Israel, they've designed it with a, a global footprint so that they're hardened against, and you know, any attacks against one office site. So it, it's encouraging that, you know, they, some of the, the companies have already had the foresight to account for this. And that way that they can keep operating, keep their uh, employees up and working, and also keep their customers secure. So I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I am too. Like I said, I nobody wants war. I, I don't want war. I really wish that we could take and not be taking and killing each other over whatever the reasons that we're killing each other today. I know that there's going to be a cyber component for forever now going forward. I kind of wanted to close with the last idea. Do you have any ideas or best practices that companies should be looking at during these times to kind of minimize their potential exposure during these times? Given some of the things that we've talked about, is there anything that a, a small, medium-sized, large-sized company should be considering when thinking about doing business in these times? Well, the the number one concern with Anytime there's there's anything global, and this doesn't even have to be a, a conflict, but anytime there's there's news like this, is you have to watch for phishing attacks that are themed with the with the what's going on. And you know, let me give you a great example of, of what I've seen in the past. Is um, now this was back during uh, Desert Storm. Is I would get emails that were you know saying, hey, you know, latest news about the Desert Storm crisis. Click here to to read the the NBC article, but then you know the actual news site is not uh, NBC. It's actually a phishing site that then prompts you for your email credentials to to validate that uh, it's a valid site or something. It, very convincing websites. Very impressive the the way they do some of this. So it, very important to to have a talk with employees and you know tell them you know to be vigilant and stay on their guard especially when they get an unsolicited email or, or now it would be text messages or social media messages for that matter, uh, telling them about, you know, a global crisis, a global conflict. And that, and also, by the way, also include internal communications. So like Teams or Slack or whatever, because just because you've been watching your email doesn't mean that someone else in the company has been watching it as vigilantly it's very possible someone else in your company can get compromised through an email. Then once they're compromised through email, then their accounts start branching out through internal communication channels. I've seen that before in organizations and that can be devastating. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that we kind of covered everything I wanted to cover today. One last thing that I wanted to mention is that I'm hearing of a lot of fraud just in general of emails and phone calls soliciting for relief from one organization to another. Just, I'm not here to tell you how to take and, and spend your charity money. Please spend charity money. I think that's a great idea. 
but at the same time, make certain that your charity money is actually going to who you think it's going to and make certain that they're spending it well. Lots of fraudsters out there, lots of people trying to take advantage of the situation. And so just be very aware of that going on right now and share that with your friends, family, and coworkers. Make certain they understand that too. Again, just a, a simple reminder, let them know, hey, just be on your guard about a lot of fraud going on. With that, again, I appreciate your time today, Ken. I hope that this has been a positive, something interesting to hear from us about. My thoughts are with everybody that's experiencing this going on right now, and I think we all are to an extent. And uh, I, I'm praying for peace. Chat with you soon. Thanks. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.